Welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Tabitha. Over the better part of a decade, our little family has lived the Disneyland lifestyle. As an ex-cast member and now longtime annual pass holders, we've been surrounding our lives with Disney. From Disney bounding to pin trading, exclusive items and all the food, we've fully immersed ourselves in the culture that Walt built. We've done it all and have made some great friends and memories over the years. We'll be sitting down with friends and other Disney junkies to share our stories and advice. We'll be your one-stop shop for Disneyland history and trivia and all the insider information you could ever ask for on merchandise, food, shows, attractions, and everything else you should know about the parks. Our goal is to bring a little magic to your ears each week by sharing our Disneyland journey with you. This This is is Magic Magic on on Main Street. Street. And here you may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's episode 20. Hello. 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 Episode 20. Jeez, 20 episodes. That's cray cray. That's crazy. Good for us. You're crazy. We're crazy. Uh, Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Tabitha. I say that like they don't know what they're listening to. Like they just like just came on the radio. (laughs) What's this? What is this? I'll tell you. It's the Magic on Main Street podcast. Hello. Perfect for Disney fans. Oh, it is. Magic on Main Street podcast. Talking, talking about, about Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah, that's it. Well, let's do some introductions. Uh, let's not forget that with us, as always, is the little kid, Kenzie Lee. She's going to be joining us later for Hidden Mickeys with the Kid. And uh, virtually on the other side of this computer uh, through the interwebs is our buddy, the guy we miss a lot. It's Daniel Proc. Daniel Proc ninety five on Instagram. Daniel, we miss that guy. Hey, buddy. Hi, Daniel. Um, luckily, I work with him, so I get to talk to him every day. But I don't get to see his handsome face. It stinks. Uh, <laughs> but also, don't forget about our little uh, our little mascot, Scar the kitten. Which I've got beef with that cat right now. <laughs> Why? Because we set up this nice office. Everything looks so nice right now. It's so clean and tidy. I put in a special bed for him and everything. It's elevated so he can be up close to us. Mm-hmm. And where does he sit? In the chair. In a chair across the room. But look how cute he looks just seeping. You're a big jerk. I love him so much. Anyway. Oh, gosh, I love him. <laughs> well, uh, we've got a fun show ahead of us. Um, we are going to be talking about this week in Disneyland history. Some news coming your way with uh, something really exciting in the world of Disneyland parks. So really stoked on that. Um, a lot of merch still coming out, uh, especially with the recent holiday of May the 4th. So much. A lot of stuff. And then also we're going to do Hidden Mickeys with the Kid, talking about the food we're going to be making this week, hopefully this week sometime, found some ingredients, (laughs) uh, entertainment and events. And our main topic tonight is the lost attractions of Disneyland. Y'all, there's a lot. Part one. I'm, I'm putting part, that out there right now. Ooh. Yeah, I'm part, I'm putting it out there right now because I didn't realize how much there was to talk about on this topic. So, the lost attractions of Disneyland coming your way later this fine evening or morning, depending on when you're listening. It might be afternoon. Maybe you woke up at two and it's still your morning, even though it's afternoon. Things are different in COVID. That's allowed. That's COVID behavior. I wish. And it's allowed. So lots to talk about. Stay tuned for a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, We'll be right back. But first, Kaylin, what time is it? 
Magic on Main Street podcast, perfect for Disney fans. Magic on Main Street podcast, talking about Disneyland. Magic on Main Street podcast for when you're making your Disney plans. Magic on Main Street podcast, Sean and Tabitha will be right back. They're back. Okay, we're back. And again. What are you laughing at? Because <laughs> I was going to start singing a song. <laughs> Every time I, I would go to press record, I knew she starts get mad at breaking me. into song. You are not Todrick Hall. <laughs> I'm, so I might be. Stop it. You're just jealous. It's That's probably some truth to that. <laughs> Let's talk about the fact that this is episode 20. Two zero. Two zero. I like it. So 20 weeks ago. That's a long time. I mean, technically 21, because we took a week off. That's true. 21 weeks ago, we started this fun little game of life. So crazy. That's crazy. I'm having fun, though. Me too. Glad that, glad that people are still listening. Same. Um, But let's kick off the show like we normally do with some shout outs. We have a lot of really fun stuff to talk about this week in shout outs. Yay. So first, uh, I want to say happy birthday to a dear friend of ours. Uh, we put up his picture on our Instagram because we just love him so much. Uh, happy birthday, Jonathan. Happy birthday, Jonathan. Jonathan is a great friend and a huge supporter of the show. He's a Patreon subscriber, even though he's our friend and just loves us for being us. <laughs> he supports us. It's so great. He's so great. So he had a birthday on Cinco de Mayo and it looks like he had a hoot. Uh, we FaceTimed with him late in the evening, and as you can imagine, having a birthday in quarantine probably got a little weird. <laughs> so, good for him. Happy birthday, buddy. We love you. Want to give a special shout out to our friends Gabe and Brooke. Uh, Gabe, we've mentioned on the show before, he's the one that designed our logo, our Magic on Main Street logo. It's so awesome. Um, a wonderful, wonderful human being. Probably one of the best people we know in the world. Yeah. And like literally- we have just randomly like said that to each other, like yeah. in he's just passing so conversation. Like, isn't Gabe great? Yeah, he's a good human. Uh, but uh, him and Brooke, his wife, are celebrating eight years of marriage on the twelfth. Congratulations, Congrats, guys! They have two beautiful children, and we just we adore them. Can't wait to see them again after all this. Uh, speaking of weddings and marriage, <gasps> guys, we so got exciting. to watch so from a distance because social distancing. We got to watch our dear friends, the executive producers, Karn and Patrick, get engaged. Hooray! All of the sounds. Yeah, so we were invited to watch from afar as Patrick uh, professed his love to his love. It was so cute. And in true Disneyland nerd fashion, they did it in Disney style. So Patrick uh, had some... Fun little Disney quotes. Uh, Cinderella was one of them. Um, and the ring he used to propose was actually a Disney-inspired ring, uh, Cinderella-themed. It's so pretty. It's super pretty. It lived at our house for like a week because he had to ship it here or else Karin's sneaky little butt would have found it in open. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so we got to see that, and that was so special. So thank you so much for including us in that. That was awesome. And congratulations. Let's get this party started. Let's go. Uh, really excited about that. Uh, and also very excited because over the past week, we received 
two new Patreon subscribers. Woo-hoo. So welcome to the family, Melissa and Steven. Funny thing, Steven is actually the older brother of one of my dearest, most wonderful friends that I've known since I was like 12. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And her husband just loves us. Brother. Or, I'm sorry. And her brother just loves us. I know. She messaged me on Instagram to let me know, and I thought it was so exciting. So, hey, That's Steven. Cool. So, welcome to the family, you two. We're going to be sending you some fun stuff. Yay. Uh, speaking of, if you want fun stuff, uh, just become a Patreon subscriber. You can find out more information at patreon.com slash magic on Main Street. Our next shout out is going to go out to all of the nurses of the world. Yes. Today's uh, Nurse Appreciation Day, and it couldn't have come at a better time. If you know a nurse, I know it's hard to see them right now, but uh, send them love, send them a text message, send them a word of encouragement. I'm sure that's enough for right now. And you can celebrate later uh, when everything goes back to as close to normal as it's going to get. But reach out to a nurse, tell them you love them, tell them thank you. They've been working their tails off. So thank you so much to all the nurses. This shout out is for you. We love you. And last but not least... This is a special shout out to all you moms out there. Happy Mama's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day, everybody. We appreciate you. The mothers of the world make the whole place go round. So thank you for being you. Thank you for doing the right thing. Thank you for raising your kids the right way. Thank you for just, you know. Loving us. Being a mom. I want to say to my mom, thank you so much for everything you've ever done for me. You made me who I am today. You always provided when it seemed like there was no way to provide. And you gave us the happiest Christmases, even though we didn't know what our next meal was going to be or whatever. <clears throat> oh, that was a little tough. Uh, but uh, mom, I love you so much. Happy Mother's Day. And my mom, I love you fool. I'm not going to get sappy because I'll start crying. <laughs> you know how I feel. I would call you the B word, but this is a family friendly show. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> And to our uh, our honoree mother, Mary. Mama Mary. Mama Mary, thank you so much for, for loving us like your own kids. You're the best, and we just love you so much, and you're such a compliment to our family, and our kid loves you, and, and we love you, and we just, you know, we're so thankful to have you in our life. So We're a lucky bunch. Yeah, to you and to all the other mothers out there, all of our friends that are moms, all the people we don't know that are moms, thank you for being moms, and uh, enjoy your special day. I hope it's a happy one. But most importantly, my wife, thank you so much for being such a good mom to Kenzie. You're yeah. the best. And this is a situation where Kenzie has a good mom, but you know, you stepped in as a stepmom, which is so hard and so difficult. And it's so important to have as many like strong women in her life as possible. So thank you so much for raising her like she's your own. And thank you for loving her unconditionally and, you know, sticking it out in the hard times and on all the good times. Um, you're a really big inspiration to her. And I know she loves you very, very much. And and I appreciate you so much for what you've done. So I love you very much. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I, I love, love you. you. <laughs> That's it for shout outs. Up next, This Week in Disneyland History. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Here age relives fond memories of the past. First up in 1956. So special. And this lives until uh, this lives on now. This lives on to, to today. The Main Street horseless carriage begins operating at Disneyland. The horseless carriage? Horseless. The car. Oh, they call it a carriage? That's what cars used to be called. Horseless carriages. Oh. 
The more you know. Wow. Yeah, that's what that's what they called cars back in the day when they started using motor cars. A motor car. That goes out to our buddy Bradley. <laughs> and Kaylin probably just busted up laughing yeah. right now. A motor car. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, in 1992, this is exciting. Disneyland's Fantasmic. There's an exclamation point at the end of Fantasmic. I don't know if anybody knew that. So <laughs> you can't just say Fantasmic. It's Fantasmic. Ah. A new nighttime fireworks and visual hydrotechnic show. Yes, that's a word. Is officially dedicated in Frontierland. It's a 22 minute presentation. It has fireworks, live actors, water effects, fire, music, boats, decorated fire. rafts. And projections onto large mist screens. Basically, they shoot water in the air and they project pictures on it. It's great. Like a mini world of color. And that happens right... Well, it's before world of color. You can't, know, but you some, can't say it's a mini world of okay, color. Okay, then cut that out. My bad. How dare... No, well, I mean, let's talk about it. How dare you? No, some people haven't seen Fantasmic because they don't think to stay over there and they would go watch World of Color. So I feel like more people would know what World of Color is. So when you're talking about mist screens... Mist screens. That's what I said. Uh, you have to emph- emphasis. Mist. I said mist. I know you did. That got away from us. <laughs> yeah. So that takes place on uh, Rivers of America. It's a great show. It's it's wonderful. I Can I give an unpopular opinion? Uh, I'm going to have the same one. I liked it better. I liked it better before. Yeah. yeah. The most recent redo is meh. Yeah. Not, uh, well, you know, I think the, the big, there are a couple things that, I like better about the I like the, the old one. songs. I like the old songs. I like the old um, princess and prince scene. Yes. I used to love when Prince Charming would lift Snow White. Yeah. Like right when the song would like hit its peak. Yeah. That was like my favorite part. And I loved Peter Pan on the ship. Now it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, I don't like the Pirates of the Caribbean scene. No, it's too dark. I like I like the Peter Pan scene a lot. Uh, the and I feel guilty like being like I like the old one better, but I do. No, and I, we're not. We're never those people where we're like <laughs> super vocal about it. Where we just I won't support that new show. It's just I liked it better with the old way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's still a good show. It's still a great show. It's yeah. An amazing show. Um. In 2011, speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean, a black carpet premiere for Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides takes place at Disneyland. I have only seen one Pirates of the Caribbean movie. They just added the final chapter to Disney Plus, which was actually on Stranger Tides. No, it's weird. That wasn't supposed to be added until like October. Oh, they're making moves. Things are different now. Yeah, things are different um, now. But yeah, so Stranger Tides isn't the last movie it's just the last one to be added to disney plus but it's on there now so we should watch we should do a marathon and do a review about it i'm oh, down shoot all right in 2012 disney costume designer alice davis is honored with a window and this is a kind of a sweet story because you know if you've listened to our podcast you've heard us talk about windows before they have dedicated windows on main street for uh disney legends and so alice was married to a gentleman named Mark Davis, and he was also a Disney legend. And so when they did her window, they put it next to her late husband's. That's awesome. Yeah, she was 83 at the time, and she designed park costumes, including many of the 150 or so dolls in the It's a Small World ride. 
and those of the animatronic characters in the Pirates of the Caribbean. That's awesome. And so her window actually sits right above the Disneyana shop along Main Street. My favorite store. Yeah, our favorite, <laughs> our favorite place to blow a lot of money. We haven't even like before. <laughs> I was going to the say they're closed. closed. We have <laughs> we haven't in a very long time. It doesn't mean I don't want to. No, we've we've bought we a good amount of stuff there. They have over the years. Gosh, they have so much fun stuff there. Yeah, can't wait to go shop in there again. <laughs> uh, in 2013, uh, Disney officially crowns Merida from Brave as the 11th Disney princess. So it took place uh, in front of Cinderella Castle at Walt Disney World, and uh, just after the opening of the park, Merida was joined by. All 10 of her fellow royals, so it was Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel, Jasmine, Belle, Mulan, Pocahontas, Tiana, and Rapunzel. They all were there to welcome her as a group. I love that. To the group. Yeah. I like when they do the the dedications for the the princesses. It's pretty Mm -hmm. neat. And then finally, in 2016, and this is very interesting that this happened this week, um, because we got some news about this park. Shanghai Disneyland Park begins its soft openings this week in 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah, it officially opened June 16th. That's awesome. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Yeah. When we talk about the news. This just in. Breaking news. News, news, news. Okay, topping off the news as it relates to the last thing we just talked about in This Week in Disneyland History. Some news coming out of Shanghai. (gasps) That's a drum roll. Shanghai Disneyland is reopening. Yay. Hooray! <laughs> cheers, cheers. Uh, May 11th is the lucky day. There are multiple new protocols that they have in place to keep everyone safe. Uh, limited capacity, cancellations for theater shows and fireworks and parades, uh, as well as close-up character encounters. Um, so they'll open again eventually, so don't be too sad. But as of right now, during the initial opening phases, it's not going to be an option. They will have a special Disney character procession called Mickey and Friends Express that will come through each day. It's going to go through multiple lands to give you guys um, who are there a chance to see all of the characters since you can't do the normal meet and greets. Um, In addition to the Mickey and Friends Express that's going to be happening several times daily, the Enchanted Storybook Castle is going to be coming to life with light and music at dusk every single day. Um, for evening magical moments. So although you're not getting any sort of parades or fireworks shows, there's going to be something nice that they're trying to do. That way everybody can keep um, distancing, not have any issues with too many people in one place. Uh, They've also added quite a few requirements for getting tickets, registering your information for admittance. Um, So if any of you guys plan on heading to Shanghai which unless you live in Shanghai, you should not be planning to head to Shanghai anytime soon. Uh, definitely read up on the guidelines. There's a lot of stuff that's in place, different um, QR codes that you have to get, health information that you have to register, all kinds of stuff in order to even be granted entry into the park. People so, will complain. Oh, yeah. But it's necessary. Yeah. And just you got to remember, like these are these might be the kind of things that they put in place for us. When yeah. our parks open, so it's definitely good to read it, even if it you don't think it's going to affect your life. It may when our parks open. Yeah. So you never know. This next one needs a disclaimer, I think. <laughs> this Warning. is not an announcement. Warning. Warning. <laughs> this is not an announcement of the parks opening. May cause insomnia, night, night terrors, <laughs> <It's> incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Disneyland announced that they will be accepting reservations for travel dates starting July 1st and later. Again, this does not mean that the parks are open. It just means that they're opening it up for if they do open. Uh, Previously, they were taking reservations starting June 1st. So all this means is that it's been pushed back. Again, there's no confirmed opening date, so don't get your hopes up. Uh, Somebody had asked me the other day if they if I thought that Disneyland would be opening in July. Mm. My guess is, um, (laughs) which I hope it is, uh, probably not. That's what my guess would be. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Anything COVID related. I'm just the shrug emoji. Yeah, that's Mm. yeah. We we keep ourselves as informed as possible. But during all of this, like it changes every second. Yeah. So too long. Didn't read. Disneyland is accepting reservations for July 1st. It doesn't mean it's opening. Boom. Roasted. Yeah. Ugh. You touch me with your toenails Ugh. one more time. My toenails? I'm barefoot, yes, but I'm not like actively rubbing my toenails <laughs> on you. So Tabitha and I have been, uh, we've recorded our podcast, this lovely podcast, in our third room since uh, the third episode, I think. We started in our kitchen. Yeah. And it was not fun. So we've been recording in our third bedroom for a long time. Well, now that we're both working from home, uh, this has become our office space up until this week. We've been working off of a, and this is how long we've been working at home now. Six weeks since mid March. Long time. Uh, we've been working on a foldable plastic table. Ugh. Oh, it's just not, not good. Uh, trying to fit both of us on one table. So I found some small desks, they're not, I like them. They're nice. They fit very well and it puts us a little bit closer together. But it also means that underneath the table, there's we're no touching leg room. feet. Don't touch my Grossing me out, man. Ah. I put in a border there. No touching my feet. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Grossing me out. If you have time, go check out the plans and considerations for reopening the, the park's uh, chief medical officer. Her name is Pam Heimel released. It talks about plans for phased reopenings for many Disney parks, distancing and capacity requirements, cleanliness and sanitation measures, screening and cast member training. Definitely information you're going to want to have if you're going to be planning a trip when the parks reopen. Yeah, there's there's a lot in there. It's a really long letter that she put together and it's it's just good information to have to know that they're doing the best they can with what they got. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Up next, got some news on merch. We're talking about merch now. Well, you can pay your rent because the first set of merch is free. 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 Free 99. Yes. If you go on the Disneyland app in the My Photo section... There are free PhotoPass wallpaper downloads. And they're cute. They're super high quality, super cute. There's Sleeping Beauty's Castle, Pixar Pier, the Pixar Pal Around, the Partner Statue, Haunted Mansion, Cars Land, Mickey Balloons, Galaxy's Edge, and Mickey in his little newsboy outfit in the red car trolley. Yeah, the Partner Statue one is pretty cool. That's my background on my work computer. It's pretty neat. It's a... It's a wide angle shot of the hub. Pretty cool. I like it a lot. I love it so much. Go download them. Yes, they are expiring June 15th. So make sure you download them as soon as possible. Go now. Yeah. Multiple items from Disneyland's history spanning from the 1950s to the 2010s 
are being featured in the Van Eaton Gallery's Popular Culture and Disneyland Auction that will take place on Saturday, May 9th. Uh, things like old park signage and vintage publications are going to be available to lucky winners. Some key items on the list were a Disneyland opening day press ticket, Disneyland Railroad Main Street Station Mickey flag, the old Bugsland entrance sign posters and props from Star Wars, and memorabilia from the earliest years of Club 33. There was a an original Club 33 application on the list when That's I was looking so at cool. the website. That's so awesome. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, go to vegalleries.com and click on the Popular Culture and Disneyland tab to get all the details on how to bid, see everything they have to offer. And they also have a Buy It Now section of their site, kind of like eBay, if you don't feel like getting into a bidding war. Their stuff is low as $25. Oh, we're going to look at it. Yeah. There, we're we're going to take home a piece of the magic. Yeah. Hopefully. There was like an old ticket book. Like there was all kinds of stuff. Like I know we we already we have a full ticket book because we bought a we bought a piece from Disneyana back in the day. Yeah, but those ones are replicas. The, the no, they, I thought they were originals. No, they're replicas. The ones cool. they have well, I mean, it's still <laughs> cool. It's a limited piece. It's yeah. got there were only 1955 of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. There was there was a lot on there. There so we'll see you on the bidding floor, everyone. <laughs> there was like original, um, the Revenge of the Jedi original movie poster. I am so into that poster. We have a, a replica of that poster mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. Little history behind that. Uh, the original name of uh, Return of the Jedi was Revenge of the Jedi. And then somebody at one point went, wait a minute, can't be Revenge. They're Jedi. They don't do Revenge. So uh, they went with Return. But they printed posters and everything before they changed the name. Yeah. So obviously with how awesome those pieces are, they're not going to go for cheap. Just be warned. No. <laughs> those are going to no. be. But like you said, funny. they do start at 25 bucks. Some some items. I'm yeah. sure that means it's like a original piece of trash from like, <laughs> 1991. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty cool. My weirdoness would be like oh we need that we, we need that trash <laughs> um if you don't feel like spending a couple thousand dollars go check out Loungefly. i mean you might still spend a couple thousand dollars if you're like me and want everything you could easily spend a thousand dollars yeah it's fine um but they just released a mini mouse polka dot purse collection um it's Two items, a red crossbody and a red wallet, both with white polka dots and a big, large gold Disney D on the front. And they're priced pretty well. $65 for the crossbody and $25 for the wallet. And they're really, really cute. They're very just like dainty looking pieces. I like them a lot. Speaking of Loungefly. Mm-hmm. They want all my money. They want our money. Yes. Multiple Star Wars themed bags were released for May the 4th. So it's the new pop by LF X Star Wars, which is like lounge fly in Star Wars uh, collection includes a wicket pop head wristlet, an Ewok crossbody handbag, a Darth Vader pop head crossbody and an Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary Han Solo Hoth canvas backpack. I need it. You we we need it, right? It's so cute. Look it up. Those are all still available on the Loungefly website as of right now. Go, 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 go. This next one has me very excited. Yes. An Amazon exclusive. Yeah. So 
Um, they're doing a 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back um, battle at Echo Base Funko Pop. Uh, it's available for pre-order. Uh, so guess what we're doing right after the show? Pre-ordering. Yeah. Good guess. That's a great guess. Uh, the pop depicts the scene where Han uses a saber to cut open a tauntaun to save Luke, which on that note, do you know the internal temperature of a tauntaun? No. What uh, is it? It's about lukewarm. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, it's so bad. Uh, just so everybody knows, that was take two. <laughs> Oh, man. So bad. Anyway. I'm just uh, trying to riff. So since it's a deluxe pop, it's a little more expensive than the others. And it's so it's $24.99. But that's still not bad because uh, usually those um, like movie scene pops go for around that 30, 25, 30 bucks. And apparently there's going to be multiple pieces in the um, Battle at Echo Base collection. They released one. Um, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I didn't know about it. I just saw it when I saw it this one. It was a couple one, weeks ago. Um, of a wampa. Yes, and it looks mean. Yes. Well, they are mean. Yes. Um, but speaking of pops and Star Wars, on May the 4th, which uh, if you know, you know, a debacle. I hate everything about May the <laughs> That was uh, a very early morning for a lot of us that did not turn out very well. We did, season. however... Come come up on some um, uh, Ahsoka ears like three hours after. I don't even think we did. I don't even know if we did. Did you ever get an email? Nope. That's but so they weird. sure as they heck charged, charged me for them. It was a debacle. Um, I don't think there's any reason to get into that right now. But uh, included in that May the 4th sale, they did have a couple Funko Pops that we fell in love with because they were the child. Uh, one of him sipping on his bone broth soup. Oh my gosh. And uh, another one with a frog hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> so good. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. I love them so much. They had a really, they had a lot of really good stuff. Um, they had a very hard time on May the 4th, unfortunately. There was a everybody. lot of bots. And there was people who like, like, I guess like hacker accounts on Twitter that like posted about like how successful their bots were. Um, our friend Matt sent me a video of one on Twitter. That's a shame. It was, I was, I like, it was so late in the day after like everything had happened. Like I couldn't even be mad anymore. I was just like, oh, okay. Neat. Yeah. That was it. I got some really good deals on box lunch though for May the 4th stuff. So we, we did. Since yeah. Shop Disney failed me. Yeah, it was it was tough. And I feel bad for everybody involved, people who work there and the the fans, because we all just want to have a fair shot at some merchandise. Because if you don't know this game of Disneyland merchandise, let me just enlighten you. Um, a lot of people purchase uh, Disneyland exclusive items, uh, things from Shop Disney, just Disney in general. And, you know, once it becomes less available to people, especially on the limited edition stuff, they bust it on eBay for five times the price and it's a big racket. And so it's hard because there are a lot of us that want the merchandise, but we never have a shot at it. Um, and we had done the pin reselling thing for a little while. And it was hard because there's a fine line where you want to make your money back and make a profit, but you don't want to like rip, rip people off. Mm -hmm. And so at one point pins were just so inflated where you were buying a pin for nine 99 and selling it for 400 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but then it came a time where people started to catch on and they were getting greedy. And so what they were doing was they'd go, uh, for instance, when there was a, a soda fountain 
pin release. Oh gosh. People lined up at midnight the night before. It opens up the next morning at what seven o'clock? The lottery. And it's a lottery. So if you're lucky enough to get a number pulled, then you can go buy the the um the pin. The problem was at one point people started just not caring, I guess, and undercutting everybody. So we would wait in line for eight, nine hours and then only sell a pin for like 40 bucks. This is not worth time. your time. Um, but that game still exists and, and people have bots set up for the shop sites and all kinds of nonsense. So the bots definitely got the best of us all that day. It was a bummer. It, it was Actually, little... Eckstein didn't even get a pair. What's that? Ashley didn't even get a pair. Ashley Eckstein? Mm-hmm. Ahsoka Tano? Yeah. yeah. She didn't get a pair of ears. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure they're going to send her some, but sure. she of was course. trying to buy some also and she for didn't sure. even get any. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a racket and it's it sucks. It's not a fun experience. But uh, yeah, I thought it was really suspect because you go on eBay and everything's listed in Italy. Yeah. For $350. Yeah. yeah so it's a bummer, but... We've heard rumor that they may be releasing another round of those ears, the Ahsoka ears. Yeah, Ashley posted about it on um, Instagram about there being like a small amount that had been set aside for in-park purchase, which obviously isn't available right now. So we shall see. So some new Wishables uh, blind bags are available on Shop Disney featuring the Country Bears. I love the Country Bears. Uh, they're lim- <laughs> I didn't see this part in the notes before. That was the first time seeing it. Country Bears! I was very excited. (laughs) Uh, uh, As you can imagine, a lot of this research takes a lot of time that, you know, not everybody has. And so sometimes Tabitha will take one piece and I'll take another and then we don't see it until the show. So it's exciting for us too. Um, But these Country Bear wishables are limited release. So if you collect them, make sure you hop to it. You like how I put hop Thank you for that. (laughs) And last but definitely not least for merch this week, um, the sneak peek for the mini main attraction for June was released. Oh my god. Guys, guys, it's Peter Pan. And it's it oh my gosh. Here we go. It's beautiful. Off to Neverland. It is so beautiful. The ears are amazing. So everything's a super vibrant, like deep blue color the ears have a starry night scene on them with a second star to the right in sequins and then the light blue bow has a gold tinkerbell in the middle <gasps> they're so it's cute good. it's so cute there's a, have you seen it uh, yes it's so cute yeah amazing soup's cute as they're saying now so that will be released on june 20th um i'm gonna put up multiple pictures on our Instagram um, because now we've seen six months so far of the mini main attractions. So I want to see what your guys' favorites have been so far. And now we've got another six months of releases. Yeah. All right. As of right now, mine is tied between the Tiki room and Peter Pan. I like, I like the Tiki room a lot, but I think Peter Pan's leading. I wanted the teacups to be better. Yeah. They Not were that cute, they weren't though. bad. I want I just it didn't really scream teacups to me. Yeah. Um I just I wanted I don't know. I don't know what I wanted. I did I just I, I guess I just love Alice Wonderland so much I wanted to love them and I don't. Yeah. They're okay. cool though. I like can't it. love everything. Yeah. Well, some people do, but that's you know excessive. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> anyway, up next, hidden Mickey with a kid. It's time for hidden Mickey of the week. 
Looking everywhere, Kenzie's here to share the hidden Mickey of the week. Hello. Okay, we're back with this week's edition of Hidden Mickey's with the Kid. You know you want to do it. Hidden Mickey's with the Kid. <laughs> uh, for some reason, Kenzie gets two theme songs. All right, Kenzie. So what do you have for us this week? So this week I have one from Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, the animated version or the live yes. action? The animated. Animated version. Okay. Where are you going to find it? So when the Beast is showing Belle the library, she opens her eyes mm-hmm. and says, I can't believe it. Like, I've never seen so many books in my life. Right. Because he kind of like, he covers her eyes when she comes yeah. in to, yeah. to surprise her with the library. This is after they started getting friendly. Yeah. Yeah. So he opens uh, up the window or the, the curtains yeah. and then. Yeah. And, and then there's, there's kind of like a, a, a pano of a big wall, like the main wall when you walk in kind of. Uh-huh. And um, on the top of the wall. There's a gold trim that makes a hidden Mickey. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, like a decorative, like gold. Yeah. It's like, it's swirly. It's very yeah. swirly. Yeah. Yeah. This one's a little bit easier than the last couple ones you've been put out, putting out. Yeah. <laughs> you can see this it's one pretty clearly. Old. And here's a little bonus thing. Fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> uh, so I won't tell you the exact time, but. The hidden Mickey is right before the hour mark. Yeah, so not at the hour, just before it. Yeah. Well, that's a good little hint. Yeah. All right, so anybody out there that finds it, send us a screenshot. We'd love to see it. Kenzie wants to see these screenshots, everybody. All righty, well, thank you for that one. You're welcome. That was a good one. I love you. I love you. Okay, we'll see you next time on Hidden Mix with the Kid. <laughs> Go to bed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, food. Food, food, food. What do you miss this week? The hand-dipped chocolate bars from Clarabelle's. Mm, those are really good. But I don't get my money's worth because I don't like any toppings. I know. I'm just playing with that stuff. Uh, so the one of the last times we went to the park, I randomly wanted one. I hadn't had one in a really long time. And I, like, chocolated myself out on it. Mm. I was dying because I got chocolate ice cream. Milk chocolate dip and then chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. Whew. That's a lot. It was a lot of chocolate, but it was so good. Yeah. I crave these frequently, and it wasn't made any better when our friends made a video about it. I miss the Monte Cristos. Mm. A lot. Those are so good. I know. So I good. Them. Yeah. Um, in addition to that. Speaking of Cafe Orleans. Yeah. We're going to make beignets. We're going to try to make them this week. Sometime when we have a moment, <laughs> I want to make sure. Want to make sure they come out good. I know <laughs> it's really stressful. I I was <laughs> full disclosure. I was not really thrilled about how our Dole whips came out. Our Dole whip was boo boo. <laughs> it's I mean fun fun to do and fun to try, but. I wanted a Dole Whip so bad when we were making it. I was like, this is going to be amazing. It's going to curb my appetite. Nope. It didn't do anything. So I really hope that the uh, beignets do well because uh, nothing can scratch that itch. Mm -mm. Anyway, that's our food. Isn't it funny how our food segments used to be the longest ones? (laughs) And now we're like, what do we miss? I'm going to (laughs) cry. I know. 
But um, we have some friends that have agreed to do more cooking up the magic. Yeah, we're going to have a bunch more. Yeah, so I'm really excited to put some more videos together. We're going to be doing some videos ourselves. So we're we're going to try to keep the food filled out a little bit because that is our favorite topic. It's so good. So good. This week in events and entertainment, really fun. So if anybody caught the Disney family sing-along a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. It was so fun. It was fun. They're bringing it back for part two. Woo! I'm super, super excited. Um, It's going to air Sunday, May 10th at 7 p.m. on ABC. The lineup, there's so many people. There's so many There's a lot of people. Um, just to name a few, Josh Gad, Shakira, Rebel Wilson, Halsey, multiple Disney on Broadway stars, and many, many more is going to be great. I'm super excited. I don't know that one. Many, many more. Who is that? Many, many more. It's is that Mandy un- Moore's it's, it's, sister? It's, it's an underground artist. Many more? Many, many, many more. more. So to continue our What to Watch on Disney Plus, uh, if you have not watched The Clone Wars yet, do it. The epic conclusion to the Clone Wars animated series on Disney Plus has come to an end. So catch up, please. And then we can talk about it. If you watched it and you want to chat, let me know. Let me. (laughs) Also on Disney Plus, we watched this the other night and I'm so excited about it. Um, The Disney Gallery Star Wars The Mandalorian uh, aired on May the 4th. And it is a roundtable discussion with the uh, the brilliant minds behind the Mandalorian. So it's kind of led by John Favreau, um, but it's got all the the heavy hitters: Taika Waititi, uh, Dave Filoni, um, Bryce Dallas, Bryce Howard. Dallas Howard, which I love. Um, so it's it's really really fun. It's got a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, we we have a. a a fun little connection to the show, which, you know, not personally, but we had some friends uh, from the 501st Legion that were a part of uh, that were actually in the Mandalorian. So it's kind of cool to watch and know that they're at home watching going, look, I'm on TV. Like, it's so exciting. I'm so excited for them. Yeah. You know, it's really neat. It's always, it's always fun. We get to see yourself on TV, uh, especially in something as epic as this. So a little spoiler alert. Uh, in the last couple episodes of The Mandalorian Season 1, uh, any of those shiny stormtroopers that you saw out there with Moff Gideon, uh, we know a handful of those people, and, and we're just so excited for them. So excited. They they got to do something that is so epic. So good for them. It's so awesome. Glad to see it. It's going to be an eight-part series. Uh, uh, episode 1 has aired, so we're looking forward to the rest of the season. Really exciting. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to get into our main topic in just a moment. But uh, before that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. So we'll be back in a moment. Okay, we're back. And we have a fun show for tonight. Uh, Tonight's main topic, it's been brought up. Tabitha had the idea to do it. And uh, I think it's something that was kind of long time coming for us because it is such a fun topic. Uh, But getting into it, uh, the lost attractions of Disneyland I realized that there are over 150 lost attractions, restaurants, shops, parades, fireworks shows, shows, so many. And that being said, 
uh, since there are so many, I was like, let's do this as part one and we'll just do as many as we can till we get through them all. So yeah. we're going to break this out into uh, a few segments. Uh, but for for now, let's get started with a one of the earlier attractions at Disneyland, the Flying Saucers. <laughs> so <laughs> this attraction uh, you'll see videos of it from the early days of Disneyland where it's, it's these little, uh, circular, you know, flying saucers, uh, that sat on top of a kind of a graded ground. Uh, there was a basement that blew air up onto the, the, the track, the pad. So it was a air hockey table. It was a giant <laughs> air hockey table. Um, and so it, <laughs> in theory, it was a pretty cool attraction. And, and so this sat over where the space mountain queue and the, um, the theater are. Okay. Um, and you know, it was supposed to simulate flying on a flying saucer. And it was, it's such a bummer because circumstance kind of got in the way. So if you were too light, you couldn't move the flying saucer. It just sat and bounced and wobbled in the air. Uh, if you were too heavy, it didn't move at all. Uh, bummer. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Um, At one point, they tried to revitalize it by bringing in like beach balls. Oh my gosh! I just found an old video of it, and there's an old man with his camera and a cigar and a cigar in his his mouth. mouth. I saw that video, and he gets bumped so hard by somebody it almost flies out of his mouth. Uh, But yeah, it's it's such a weird attraction. And people were actually kind of bummed that it it left. And people have asked for for years, like, oh, when's that attraction coming back? Well, (laughs) on to the next uh, lost attraction, Luigi's Flying Tires. And so this was based on that technology. Uh, So these were like hovercraft. And they would, you know, go from side to side. Same concept, except for they made them bigger. The flying saucers were single seaters. Luigi's flying tires. You could put two to three people in there. Mm-hmm. Remember when we went on it when we were first dating? Yeah. And we were like, this ride sucks. Yeah. You can't, you couldn't move the thing. And it's so funny. Cause they brought back like a, a fix from the sixties. Um, Cause uh, flying saucers was 1961 and 1966. Luigi's flying tires, 2012. So all those years later, they bring back a tactic that they used in the sixties, which was let's just throw bowling or beach balls at people. Bowling bowling balls? Balls? What? <laughs> let's throw beach balls at people and it'll make the, the, the attraction more fun. Um, yeah, no, it didn't. It's so funny. So yeah, it paid them. It paid homage to the flying saucers. Even Bob Iger on his inaugural run when they were first opening it, didn't like the attraction. He it said it should be faster. Uh, so instead of making it faster, which they could not do because the technology didn't allow for it. They added music. <laughs> that makes it more fun. And they, and they brought in beach balls. So oh it's so gosh. funny. Uh, but then they added another 45 seconds to the attraction to make it more fun so that you could actually move no, around. Then you're just trapped out on e- even longer. Well, so many times people were just sitting there because they couldn't move. And it's so hard to navigate those things because if you're by yourself, it's really hard to move. If you have too many people in it, it's really hard to move. Um but then on top of it just being kind of a bummer of a ride, they started getting lawsuits because people were getting injured from the beach balls. Oh, my gosh. And then they were getting lawsuits because injuries were occurring from people falling out of it because it was such a big, bulky design. That's ridiculous. So uh, they closed that up uh, in short order uh, to make way for the Rollick and Roadsters, which I think it's is a cute. fantastic. It's a cute addition to cars land it's a it's a fun little fun little attraction yeah another lost 
quote unquote attraction that is near and dear to my heart, the Big Thunder Ranch. Ugh. What? Big Thunder Ranch. Oh, yeah. Man. I know. Okay. Let's just have a moment. Of it's such a bummer because <laughs> I love what's there now. Like I love, well, yeah, I love Galaxy's Edge so much, yeah. and it's a good spot for it. But man, I miss that barbecue so much. Oh my gosh! Okay, so Big Thunder Ranch had the most amazing restaurant, Big Thunder Barbecue. It had buckets, bucket, literal <laughs> metal buckets, buckets of ribs, chicken, potatoes. Potatoes. I don't remember there being potatoes. They had potatoes and corn. I remember corn. Corn towards the end. The potatoes went away. Potatoes, then corn. Mm-hmm. Baked beans. Sausage. Sausages. They're hot links. The cornbread. Oh, the cornbread. <sighs> it was all so good. Except for there was one night we wait, we ate there and I uh, I was waiting for a refill and it didn't come soon enough. And I ate a piece of cornbread and it was so dry that I literally almost choked to death. (laughs) It's not funny. It was one of those moments where you're like, I could be overreacting, but there's a strong possibility I'm dying. I might be dying right now. Uh, Uh, There was the petting zoo had all kinds of cute little animals in it. They did all kinds of fun stuff. Um, There was the stage back there back when Billy Hill and the hillbillies were still around. Um, they would do fun stuff for Easter. All of the bunnies would come out. The kids could come and do coloring pages. Yeah. Um, they would do the Hunchback of Notre Dame show back there, the Festival of Fools. Yeah. Um, there was just, there was so, so much. much and they changed it up all the time for seasonal things. And it was so, so, so great. I still, I have a picture, I think from the last year that it was open of Roger Rabbit yeah. dancing with me and then dipping me. That's right. There was a girl who was dressed like Jessica Rabbit and it was a little bit too risque for Disneyland. I was like, you're not doing this right. No, no. They were there from 94 to 2014. So Billy Hill started out in the Golden Horseshoe. Yeah. And they ended their run at Big Thunder Ranch. Mm -hmm. And this was uh, something that was very, very dear to my heart because one of my like farthest back memories of Disneyland, even though it was in like 95, we didn't get to go very often. Um, it, Billy Hill was there. And uh, if you don't know what Billy Hill and the Hillbillies is, it's a live action show, which has singing and comedy. Uh, the, the Every <laughs> every character, every member of the band, which there's two, three, four, Billy. four uh, members of the band. They're all Billy Hill. <laughs> so, hey, Billy. Yeah, Billy. Um, and they did some great songs, great, great musicians. And it was like a hoedown band. So they had guitar, stand up bass, a fiddle. Um, they were harmonica. at Disneyland for how many years? 24? Um, 20, 1994 to 2014. They, yeah, they retired that show in 2014 before the ranch closed in 2016. Um, and Billy Hill and the Hillbillies went on to be crazy Kirk and the Hillbillies at Knott's Berry at Farm. Knott's Berry Farm, which I've considered getting a Knott's pass just to go see <laughs> them. We, we were big fans and we were actually at their last show. Um, I ran that across footage of that. That was a very emotional night um, because it's just, it was one of those things at Disneyland where it's like, I know you're doing it for budget. No matter how loved this group was, I know you're doing it for a budget reason. And that just stinks. Yeah. I hate when something like that falls by the wayside because of money. 
Um, it was such a beloved show. And yeah, we're lucky to, to be able to have seen it as much as we did. I saw them as much as I possibly could. Um, but seeing that last show was really special. Mm-hmm. And they filled, they filled Big Thunder Ranch every show for the last couple weeks they were performing. Yeah. As soon as they announced that they were closing, they were filling that back area. Which is crazy because that's a lot of people. Yeah. I just found this thing. It says they were in Critter Country from 86 to 1990. That was their the original home of Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. Oh, then they went to the Golden Horseshoe from 92 to 2012 and intermittently were at the ranch. Their ranch wasn't their permanent home until 2012 through 2014. Which was our heyday. Yeah. What, what year was it? 86? 86. See, that makes sense now to why I have a memory from that far back. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 94. It, was, it must have been in the 80s. Yeah, so 86 to 90, they were out in Critter Country. Okay, that makes sense. Was it Critter Country or was it Bear Country by, at that time? It says Critter Country. Hmm. Okay, that's a good question. But yeah, so Billy Hill and the Hillbillies, Big Thunder Ranch, big pieces of our story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one is one of my favorites. Um, I am a huge Michael Jackson fan. Grew up on his music like a lot of people did. Um, I remember sitting in the living room. My mom made Subway sandwiches, uh, you know, from... <laughs> lunch meat and, and hoagie rolls. And we had picnics in the, in the living room uh, because they did the big Germany HBO, I think live special. Uh, this was way back in the day, <laughs> um, but we loved Michael Jackson so much. And so captain EO is one of those attractions that really, you know, kind of, it has a very special place for me. Uh, I know people have seen, either signs or pictures or whatever. They know what Captain EO is. Not everybody knows what it is uh, exactly. So this show ran from 1986 to 1997 at Disneyland. It also played in other parks, but at Disneyland specifically, 1986 to 1997, and then 2010 until they retired it in 2014. And we were there for that, and it was heartbreaking. Uh, But Captain EO in 1986 was a 3D science fiction film, and it was shown uh, for a long time. And it starred Michael Jackson, Angelica Houston. Uh, it was written by George Lucas and directed by Francis Ford Coppola. couple small names, right? <laughs> Just little ones. Uh, and it was shown as part of an attraction with in-theater effects. And so a lot of people say that, you know, when you think of 3D movies, this is, you know, really far back where you can say like, oh, yeah, my first memory of a 3D movie was Captain EO. Uh, Captain EO was actually 4D. And that was something that was pretty revolutionary for the time. Um, and so it was basically a 3D film that had in-theater effects like lasers, smoke, uh, the ground rumbled and shook, and it was all synchronized to the film. And um, it was a really fun story. I remember it scared the crap out of me <laughs> because Angelica Houston played the villain and she was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to put up a picture of, of the Captain EO crew Uh on our Instagram, it was, she was a very terrifying character in that show. And I was, you know, I was maybe, so it came out in 86. So I was seven. So I was maybe eight or nine years old when I saw it for the first time. She's really good at playing creepy characters. She really is. The witches. The witches. Oh, Oh, frightening. I still have nightmares. (laughs) But anyway, the the film tells the story of Captain EO, who was played by, obviously, Michael Jackson, and his ragtag crew on his spaceship on a mission to deliver the gift, or a gift, 
to uh, who was called the Supreme Leader, which is Angelica Houston. And she lived in this like rotting, twisted metal, like steamy vents type. Uh, I don't know if it was a ship or a planet, um, but Captain EO had his crew and there was Fuzzball, uh, who was a little furry flying guy, like a lizard uh, lizard monkey kind of looking thing mm-hmm. from Star Wars, but cute, fatter and cuter. Um, there was a double headed navigator and pilot who was ID, uh, Odie. That's the twin <laughs> two heads. There's a robotic security officer named major Domo. And then a small robot that fused with major Domo, who was minor Domo. Uh, and then this clumsy elephant like shipmate, uh, Hooter. Hooter. Yeah. Uh, who was played by Tony Cox. You know who Tony Cox is? No. Here, I'm going to show you a picture so you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tony Cox. Uh, so he played, who was he most known for? Um, he was in space. He was Dink in Spaceballs. Yeah, he was Dink in Spaceballs. He was in Bad Santa. He was the, one of the elves. Um, me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who be. his girlfriend or wife was cheating on him with. So funny. Uh, but yeah, so Tony Cox played Hooter. Um, and he was like the clumsy, you know, dorky guy. Um so they go on this mission to try to bring this gift to the Supreme leader. You know, there's a fight, there's some choreographed dance. There's a lot of action. It's very star Warsy. It's also very Michael Jackson thriller, um, slash, uh, uh, moonwalker. So <laughs> if, if you, if you can imagine star Wars mixed with moonwalker, that's captain EO. Yeah. Uh, such an amazing little film. And that actually, uh, was, was canceled in 97, but they brought it back in, 2010 as a tribute after Michael Jackson died and you know, it had its short run until they, they shut it down completely. So we missed that one. That was a good one. The rest of the night, I'm just going to be singing. It's just another part of me. (laughs) 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 So we all know the regular Autopia that is currently right next to the finding Nemo ride. Mm -hmm. What is that ride even called? Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Um, but did you know that there used to be a Junior Autopia, a Midget Autopia, and Fantasyland Autopia? Yeah, so there were four Autopias altogether. That's an excessive amount it's, of Autopias. It's crazy. Could you imagine well, how bad it smelled? I know. Last, last week, we talked about there being three Autopias. It's really four. Yeah. So the Junior Autopia was a version of the original Autopia ride that was geared more towards children. Um, The Junior Autopia featured a guide rail, which the original version of uh, Autopia, which we know today has the guide rail, the original one did not. So you could just go all willy-nilly. Yeah. So the Junior Autopia was more like our present day one. Um, The Midget Autopia was geared towards really young little kids, Um, The ride was dismantled and sent to Marceline, Missouri, which we talked about last week. Um, It's just a tiny little thing. Um, And that was around for like nine years. Yeah. Um, And then there was the Fantasyland Autopia, which was was around for 40 years. Yeah. I don't even remember this. And I know I was at Disneyland. I know. During that time. So it ran from 59 to 99. I know I saw it. I I must have. Yeah, but when they closed it, it became or when they they rethemed it, it became Rescue Ranger Raceway, which was Chip and Dale themed. 
I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that one bit. So, it was Rescue Ranger Raceway and themed as Chippendale Rescue Rangers from 91 to 93. Okay, that makes sense. That's why I wouldn't know that. Um, It reverted back to Fantasyland Autopia from 93 to 99. It only operated part-time and it permanently closed in 99 its track was combined with the track of the tomorrowland autopia to create what we have today yeah it's it's bizarre because i have no memory of this but it's funny because you go and you look up pictures because it's like i want to see this and there's like a picture of like 90s like there's a cholo in like big old baggy pants. And I'm like, that's the 90s for sure. A dad in short jorts. Da- yeah, yeah. It's so bizarre. And fanny packs. Like I said, though, over 150 attractions and things that have closed that we just some people just don't even remember. So many. But admittedly, I wasn't a huge Disney person when I was young just because we didn't go a lot. You know, I went a handful of times when I was a kid. Yeah. It wasn't until I was a teen and adult when I was going on my own. I went. A lot. I have I have a lot of memories of going all the time, but that's a, that's the weird thing is like I have the memories of going, but I couldn't tell you anything that was around. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember going when I was in high school and, you know, Indiana Jones was a big deal. And, you know, sorry, I have memories of that. But yeah. like as a young kid, I, I, I have few. I, you know, I have a memory of a parade on main street and captain hook scared me. Cause he ran at me really quick. <laughs> and I was like, ah, um, but you know, I don't know when it was, I don't know what, what the year was. Uh, that's why, you know, not to sound like an old man, but I always tell people take as many pictures as possible. Take all the videos you want, you know, don't disrupt your entire life because of it, but take pictures because I don't have any pictures from when I was a kid. I gotta have I my have mom go through her old trunks of photos. She's yeah. gotta have some. Yeah. Cause Especially, like, when we went, like, as a family. I don't think we went very often, like, with my grandparents and my mom and stuff. But I know, like, when my papa was around, he took a lot of photos. He had his camera. He had his camcorder. Like, he had stuff. So, I know there's got to be photos somewhere. Well, hope hope that's true. Yeah. Why don't you pick a a classic? Yeah. A classic, like, Skull Rock and Pirate's Cove from 1961 to 1982. Yeah. This is something I wish they would bring back. So Skull Rock and Pirate's Cove, this was over in Fantasyland where where Dumbo sits right now. Oh. It was a dining experience themed to Captain Hook's pirate ship. How and, cool would that be? Have you seen pictures of this? No. Yeah, it was it was um it was quite a sight. It was it was Skull Rock and a pirate ship. I mean it was it says it right in the name, but it was it was very cool looking and I don't have any memories of this. Um but I I they see pictures and I think at, it's amazing. They have it in Paris. They do have it in Paris, yeah. Okay. There are rumors that they dismantled it and put it out at the Disneyland Hotel pool. It's not the same ship. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a little restaurant, but what a cool thing to see. And how long was that open for? Uh from 19 uh what was it? 1961 to 1982. Okay. Yeah. So you definitely wouldn't have seen it. No. But um yeah, I, I I don't remember it either. It was the Chicken of the Sea restaurant. It was the Chicken of the Sea restaurant. That's hilarious. My uncle worked for Chicken of the Sea for a long time. I think he still does. He's like 75. Who? Mike. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I think he still does. But yeah. Yeah. Sponsored by Chicken of the Sea and it had, you know, a, a Disneyland selection of food. So yeah. 
Now, this next one is something that I do remember. Uh, and some of my earliest memories of Disneyland include this attraction. And I actually had to uh, pull out a website to prove somebody wrong on this one because they did not believe me when I said that they had a motorboat cruise at Disneyland. And it ran from 1957 to 1991. It was there for a long time. Um, and it simulated an experience of navigating waterways in a motorboat. Oh. And at one point, and this is another one of those things where I'm like, wait, that happened? I don't remember that. Uh, in 1991, until it closed in 1993, they renamed it uh, mo- the Motorboat Cruise to Gummy Glen. And it was Gummy Bears themed. Gummy Bears. Exactly. <laughs> bouncing here and there and everywhere. Yep. Uh, but it's funny because I, I don't I don't remember who I was with, but I, I was with either my uncle or my dad. And um, I was on his shoulders and I remember just watching the boats go by. That's cute. Yeah. And this was over by um, by the submarines. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I have no memory of that. Because yeah. Pretty cool. I was. Negative. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another attraction. I did air quotes. You can't see Nobody can see them. (laughs) Um, That is very near and dear to my heart. Um, It reminds me of my grandma. Is the Country Bear Jamboree. Such a good show. That was my grandma's favorite show. We had to go every single time we were there. Um, So Country Bear Jamboree. How do you explain where it was? Because it wasn't, the Pooh. it wasn't that building though, right? Yeah. It, it that was that exact building. Uh huh. That whole area back there. So they, because I thought they tore that building down and rebuilt something. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, the Country Bear Jamboree. It was a little like stage show that was where um, Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is now today. Um, Think of uh, Chuck E. Cheese, but better. Yeah. It was all an- audio animatronics. Yeah. Um, so they would sing traditional American folk songs, um, and it was just a bunch of bears. So Henry the Host and Big Al. Um, Shaker. A.K.A. Terrence? Terrence, yeah. It was Terrence? Uh-huh. Gosh, this was so long ago. So long ago. Uh, the Sunbonnets. Bunny Bubbles and Beulah. Beulah. Uh, Liverlips McGrow. Mm-hmm. Wendell. Ernest. Gomer, Trixie, Teddy Bear, the five bear rugs. Yeah. (laughs) That was uh, Zeke, Zeb, Ted, Fred, and Tennessee. And Zeke's son, Oscar. Um, The content of the show was replaced by Country Bear Vacation Hoedown at the Country Bear Playhouse from 86 to 01. What? Yeah. Weird. So it used all of the same figures as the Country Bear Jamboree, just redecorated. Yeah. And uh, I think we mentioned this on one of the um, the facts you might not know or something. Oh, yeah. One of our episodes. Uh, so Disneyland likes to keep little Easter eggs of past attractions if they replace something with it. Uh, so uh, now, again, that's the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, when you're coming out of the Heffalumps and Woozles uh, acid trip, mm-hmm. um, if you turn around immediately as you go through the door and look up, you'll see some of the um, the mounted uh, heads from the show, uh, Country Bear Jamboree. So that's a fun little Easter egg when you're on that attraction. Um, but one of my favorite things that came out of Country Bear Jamboree is 
that it drew it, it was it gave inspiration to a goofy movie mm-hmm. and Lester's Possum Park. Yeah. Which is one of the best scenes, best songs Lester's of the movie. Possum Park. Remember when our niece called them the creepy bears? The creepy bears. Yeah. Kaylin, I'm talking Kaylin, about. Kaylin, that you. was you. <laughs> but yeah, that, I I missed that attraction. I I, I look forward to going to because it's at Disney World still, right? Yeah. I look forward to going to Disney World because I would love to see that show again. It was such a fun show. I remember that as a kid. I do have a memory of that one. Depending on how the year pans out, we may be planning a trip at the end of the year. We like, might because we lost our we lost our Disney Resort trip. We were going to do yeah. um, Grand Californian for the Food and Wine Festival, which I, will, I think it's a memory now. <laughs> um, and then uh, we lost our Hawaii trip. We, we were going to go to Hawaii, trip. visit Alani for a day and do some other stuff on the islands. And so we lost that one. So Disney World, we might be coming that way when you guys open up. So. Around November, if things go well. Yeah. So this last one that, <laughs> that I have on the list for this week's episode, um, this was one of the original OG Disney's California Adventure Park attractions. Opening up in 2001 on opening day and closing within a year. Because <laughs> it was the worst. It is probably the worst attraction Disneyland has ever had. It's Superstar Limo. Oh, God. Yeah, it was not good. Mm-mm. And it was so it was concepted out to be maybe a good attraction. So the way they had concepted it was uh, you were going to be. On a wild ride through Hollywood, through L.A., through California, uh, running away from paparazzi. Mm-hmm. So it had the making of a good attraction where it had some speed. It, had it was going to be very california Very California. Which is what they were going for for that part. So you were supposed to be a, uh, a celebrity. That's kind of the, the pre-show. You're a celebrity and you're trying to get away from the paparazzi. You get in this car chase and, you know, you go fast and furious through California. Now, there was some sort of a uh, connection uh, that they had made to Princess Diana. Yeah. And they wanted to get rid of that connection completely, like 100% get rid of that connection because they didn't want to poke fun at the paparazzi joke um, or, you know, be disrespectful to that whole situation. So what they did was they slowed it down. You see paparazzi like once in the, in superstar limo. So they, they took away the connection completely. So, it was kind of unfortunate. So, so yes, yeah, so it was a weird, weird, like, um, like a like a real a real realistic puppet, I guess. But it has human hands, and it's like it's a human puppeteer. <laughs> but you come into like Rodeo Drive, and it's just so like bougie. You're greeted immediately by Regis Philbin, who has a pile of money in his hands, <laughs> and uh, Melanie Griffith and Antonio Banderas. Were they married at one point? Is that why they were together in this attraction? Let's find out. Cindy Crawford. And it just makes these people look like scummy Hollywood people. It's just a very seedy place. Yeah, they were married from 96 to 2015. Okay, then that makes sense. There was some like weird UFO zone. Jackie Chan. And Jackie Chan was there. And, 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 and it's it's led by like a game show announcer almost. I'm like, oh, up next is Jackie Chan. Oh, that agent puppet is so gross, though. Then you end up in Bel Air. Drew Carey holding a map of his own house. Pool party. Hold your breath now. Malibu. 
Muscle Beach, Seance, just every stereotype you can pull out of California is in this ride. It's weird. Share. Shiv a mullet. And this is where the paparazzi come out and there's a sleeping guard at the shack. Just so silly. Superstar Studios. There's like a Godzilla movie going on. And all of the animatronics in the attraction, there's like Regis Philbin and. um, Which is so funny because he's not even like an L.A. icon. Like his shows, all of his shows have been like based out of New York. (laughs) Yeah. So like they had like. Uh, Melanie Griffith, weird. Joan Rivers, Antonio Banderas was in there. Why? Uh, yeah, Cindy Crawford. Uh, okay, I can see Cindy Crawford. Yeah, Tim Allen, Jackie Chan, Drew Carey, uh, Cher, Whoopi Goldberg. Very, very strange. Random. And and all of the characters were like this really, really strange caricature style animatronic. But had like huge lips. Very big lips. <laughs> very, very caricature like. And um. So as you can imagine, this attraction is very slow. It's very dark. It's very obscure. They had a lot of like inside like jokes and gags that only people in the industry would know. Very strange attraction. Uh, It didn't have a very warm reception at DCA. People did not like this attraction. Very, very un-Disney is the biggest problem with it. Um, It just, there was no connection to Disney. And while DCA wasn't supposed to be like a Disney, Disney park, it was still Disney, you know, it still had to have some, some draw there. So people just didn't like it. And this attraction closed within a year. And if you know where Superstar Limo sat, you will know now that that's where Monsters Inc. is now. Such a good ride. It's an amazing attraction. Um, I am... I'm not sad to hear that there's a possibility that that goes away if they put in a bigger attraction in that land at some point, um, because I think that area needs some revitalization. It's such a hodgepodge over there. But Monsters, Inc., hands down, nine million times better (laughs) than Superstar Limo. Uh, I'm going to find a really funny uh, full ride walkthrough of this attraction because it's so comical. Oh, this attraction. Did you ever go on this ride? Not that I can remember. I I don't remember if I went on it or not. And then at the end of it, they have a like a photo op kind of thing where they put you on the big screen. But nobody knows that this picture is coming. So every picture I've ever seen is just like the most unassuming. Like everybody's like, what what's going on? And everybody's just like poo poo face. It's just it was a terrible ride. And then you end up with. um with your agent and his weird hands talking to you. (laughs) It's just every, every video I've ever seen of this attraction is just the most cringe worthiest thing ever. So glad it's not there anymore. Sorry. It made this list, but on that note, uh, we again found so many lost attractions to talk about. So we're going to make this just part of the show. So we'll do another edition in the next couple weeks, Mm -hmm. next few weeks. Uh, but I think the next one we're going to talk about, and this is big news for Disney as far as lost attractions go, the people mover, the yeah. beloved people mover and its successor, <laughs> the rocket rods. So we'll talk more about that next time we do this. Uh, but for now, that's it for the lost attractions of Disneyland. Part un. Part uno. Coming up next. It's the quote of the week. It's time for a quote of the week. Putting words together that last forever. It's quote of the week. 
week. All right, this week for quote of the week, um, I've heard a lot of people. So anybody with kids, uh, you're going through a very unique time, uh, just like everybody else, but in a different way, because you have kids to look after while you're on quarantine. And that might be just looking over little ones or helping kids with their schoolwork or just trying to keep them off of your Zoom calls while you're working. <laughs> um, it's a really weird time to be a parent. And I've heard so many people that are like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do with my kids all day. I don't know how to handle this. And I'm like, nobody does. So if you're beating yourself up over not knowing what to do with your kids right now, we're all winging it. Nobody knows what they're doing. We're all just doing the best we can. So I thought this was a really fun quote to kind of fit that theme. Uh, so Walt said, it's a mistake not to give people a chance to learn to depend on themselves while they are young. What that means to me is don't worry about it. If you can't, Give them the instruction you think they need. If you don't know how, that's fine. If you have nothing to do with them besides sit them in front of the TV to watch Disney Plus and Netflix, that's okay too. Give them some attention. Screen time rules do not apply. Yeah. Make sure they know they're loved. Make sure they have food in their stomachs. Make sure they're safe. That's all you can do right now. You don't have to be the best teacher right now because you're not a teacher. You don't have to be the best daycare provider because you're not a daycare provider. You're just another person trying to get by during this really weird time. So... Let your kids depend on themselves. They'll figure it out. They will figure it out. You know, Kenzie used to, have, you know, go to school and have school lunch every day. Now she gets hungry. We tell her, go find something to eat. Make your own lunch. You know, you're, you're capable. So this is the time where it's okay to let them depend on themselves a little bit. So don't beat yourself up. You're doing the best you can. Yeah. And if you're not, beat yourself up. <laughs> anyway, you know what that means. It's time to say goodbye. It's, it's time, time to say goodbye for this week. We want to thank you, as always. You know, we say it every week, but we mean it just the same. We couldn't do this without you guys. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we know you have a lot of content to consume right now. So the fact that you're listening to us and our listener uh, numbers are going up, our Patreon subscribers are going up and, and you know, people are asking for content. We were late last week because <laughs> Daniel was busy with work and his air conditioner broke. And so we were late getting a, an episode out and she was like, do we have an episode coming? I got to listen. I'm, I have my, I've work to drive to and blah, blah, blah. We're here for you, man. We're, we're trying our best and um, we, we just appreciate you so much. So uh, that being said, if you do have any comments or questions, any suggestions, any stories you want us to share, um, you know, content's not easy to come by these days because we're a Disneyland podcast and we can't go to Disneyland. So if you do have any suggestions, we're always listening. Uh, just shoot us an email at friends at magic on Main Street podcast.com and follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can find us over at magic on main pod. We have a calendar you can subscribe to. We're putting these important dates on there. So check that out. Uh, the link is in our footer. Also, as we said a few times on the show, uh, we do have a Patreon and we do appreciate the support. It helps us pay for the subscriptions that we have monthly for the show. It helps us pay for, you know, the equipment that we need and purchasing merch to give away. And on that note, we should do a giveaway this month. But the Patreon just really helps us out. So if you want to be a subscriber for as little as two bucks a month, you can get early access and no ads. Um, so find out more information at patreon.com slash magic on main street. And if you would be so kind to take literally 30 seconds, jump out, subscribe. If you haven't already leave us a review, help us spread the magic with your friends and family. We would really appreciate that. Um, you know, we're, we're very word of mouth these days. Uh, we do a little bit of promotion on our Instagram and just hope that, you know, people are going to listen. We don't do paid ads because it's just 
not the time. <laughs> Now's not the time for that. Uh, so if you could spread the word, we would really appreciate that love. All that. And I'd just like to say on behalf of Tabitha, Kenzie, Daniel, Scar, and myself, thanks so much for listening to the Magic on Main Street podcast. We'll see you real soon. Goodbye. Magic on Main Street, just like a churro, you're so sweet. Our time with you is such a treat. Spread the Disney love. Thanks for hanging out with us.